Hi, I'm Hallie, and I want to welcome you to the Odd Life Podcast. That's spelled A-W-E-D, which stands for Awake, Well, and Empowered. In this space, you're going to hear inspirational stories, candid and heartfelt conversations, as well as advice from experts, all with the intention of helping women like you live odd AF. Because I believe that the more of us that live awake, well, and empowered, the better this world will be. So thank you for being here and welcome to your odd life. Hello, everyone. How are you? I'm doing great because I get to introduce you to another fantastic female. Her name is Kara Menz. That is spelled C-A-R-A-M-E-N-Z. And I met her through a friend of a friend. Uh, I saw a post with her on it and I just could tell by her energy through the picture that I needed to meet her. And of course, because of the mutual friend, I knew any friend of hers would be a friend of mine. So we ended up connecting and we got on a Zoom and chatted for about three hours. Uh, Felt like I'd known her for a long time. It was super easy to chat with her. And I can see why she's been so successful in her life because she is someone that people just gravitate towards. I can tell. She'll get into all of it, what she's done, who she is, all that kind of stuff. But just to give you a real quick, we kind of dive in right from the beginning. Uh, But Kara, just to give you a heads up. So Kara has been involved in direct sales for many, many years, been an entrepreneur, has been very successful and has gotten to the alcohol-free space and kind of health and wellness in the last three or four years. And so we have a lot in common in, in that regard. Um, and she just has a, a zest for life. She's a doer. She likes to get up and go and try new things and, you know, see what happens. It's like, try it first. And if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. I found out we're both manifesting generators. She's into, into human design and that makes a lot of sense. Um, so I really can't wait for you to learn who she is, more about her. And, and I can't wait for you to hear from her herself. But this isn't just an alcohol-free journey story. This is a big part of her story because it's the latest part of her journey and how she got here and and her story behind it. And so that's what we connected on a little bit initially, but there's so much more to her than that. And I hope you take a listen. It may inspire you to go alcohol-free. It may not. That may not be for you. That's fine. But she is somebody that's now helping coach people on their journey. And I think that's fantastic. And I think it's something that less scary, less lonely. And I think it's a great way to, to meet new people that are doing the same thing you're doing. So without further delay, here's my conversation with my new friend and hopefully yours, Ms. Kara Menz. Welcome everybody to the podcast. I'm so excited for you to meet my next guest. Her name is Kara Menz and um, she's somebody I met through a mutual friend. Again, I love social media. That's how I meet people outside of my little bubble. But um, Kara and Jen Gilhoy have been friends and that's how I met her. I swear there's like six degrees of modern well. I, I think there's something that's everyone stems from modern well at some point. I don't know how that works, but modern well, I've mentioned this in at least 10 episodes prior to this is that it's a co-working space up in Minneapolis and Jen is a member there, but that's not how you all met. You met through other ways, but that's how we met. We just kind of, I saw you and I'm like, Oh, I got to figure out her story. And so I'm so glad that you're here. Why don't you tell people who you are, what you do kind of, kind of as a quick bio, if you can. Yes. Well, Hallie, thank you for having me. This is so fun. I do love social media for this because connecting with people that have like interests and know certain people, it just makes it so much easier to connect quickly. Right. Yeah. 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 So I would say I'm kind of a serial entrepreneur. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, For 20 years, I've 
been in direct sales as a direct sales leader. And when I say leader, um, I really love building teams and building camaraderie with people and then how seeing how that extends from person to person. So started back when my our son, who's 24, was five. Um, and mm-hmm. I got into that. And I like being my own boss and working harder, making, you know, being my own boss was the best. Um, and I love direct sales for that. I could work alongside my career and do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then once I realized the harder I worked, the more I got, I quit full-time eight to five. I was sure. a medical assistant at one point. So now I, I do that. I also am a um, alcohol-free women's empowerment life coach, I would say. Um, sure. That's new. And we built a little event center. So I've been playing with doing events. And I have always kind of done events in my career. And now it's mm-hmm. really fun to do like wellness events and things like that as well. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. So tell me, so obviously we got to backtrack a little bit. So you had um, this moment where you shifted into doing what you're doing now. What led up to this going into this, you know, entrepreneurship? I mean, you've said you serial entrepreneur, you've been doing this for a long time, but this focus on doing what you're doing now, mm-hmm. uh, the alcohol free coaching and um, kind of the events, maybe revolving around a little bit more health and wellness and things like that. Um, tell me what led up to that. Like, what was it? Was there some kind of change? Or was there some kind of moment or just over time? It just was something you were been gravitating towards. Right. Well, <laughs> the whole alcohol thing was, we'll talk about it, but, yeah, yeah. It, you know, started, you know, this high school, 14, 15, wondering mm-hmm. what it was, um, liking the effect of just the calmness that maybe brought, brought me and the thought, these are all thoughts, right? That yeah. it made me more outgoing. And of course, probably did at the time. Um, and then with, within my profession, you know, I was the party person, right? So you're going to homes, you're partying, you're asking, are you going to serve red wine, white wine? I mean, that was the question I told people to ask. It was really solely around the product and probably alcohol um, that I was maybe pushing in a way after I think about it. Mm -hmm. Um, We've all had those thoughts of, oh gosh, you can't show up to a bar if you're not drinking types of things. Well, I was using it more and more for the anxiety for to calm my nerves to and I think hopefully people can relate to this, just the overwhelm of life. um, Mm -hmm. And just getting into that one glass of wine at dinner, turned to two, turned to three, turned to, you know, always wanting to limit myself, but not being able to. Mm -hmm. And I've tried different times to do, you know, 30 days, this and that. And I think the thing that caught me and got me, kept me stuck was being thought of that I had to carry this label, thought mm-hmm. of if I quit, I live in a town of 5,000 people. Um, and, and, you know, based on things that happened in my past, like that alcoholic label, the, oh my gosh, I have to go to treatment to really get power, power, become powerful over this thing. Like this whole, I'm powerless did not sit with me very well. (laughs) You know, like, I don't want to be labeled. I I could do so many things in my life, in my business with my kids that, that I could do. And and this pissed me off to no end that I could not stop every morning, 3 a.m., you know, not, not every day. And, And a lot of people wouldn't look at me and go, oh, you drank to do this or that. We can cover up really well. 
what yeah. we what we use alcohol for. Yeah, I could I could do very well. I did very well. I, you know, when I with work and showing up and doing things, but inside feeling like crap. Yep. Waking up with that 3 a.m. anxiety ridden, yep. why can't I stop? I'm so mad. And then you start your day literally at 3 a.m. with those thoughts. And after I thought about yeah. that, I'm like, this, I am doing this to myself. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like, why the heck can't I stop? So this label, it's so crazy how our thoughts of what we think need to happen to stop this substance and, you know, the validation the like per, people saying why are you quitting drinking and having to explain that I don't know if it was this age of being 45 and being sure. like I can do this but also reading a book that I highly recommend and that's who I became a coach with um, saying that labels weren't needed and there were a group of people I didn't even know about that just quit drinking because they wanted to quit yeah they're out yeah. there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's funny. I know it's crazy how in our society it has been if you quit alcohol, there had to be something wrong with you. You had to have something that was like you had to be addicted. You had to be um, so taken by this thing that you couldn't function because that's how I grew up. You know, um, every, I mean, everybody drinks. Everybody drinks. That's why, why would you even question that? So I'm really intrigued by that part of the process for you too, because I totally identify with that. Um, and I feel that. So continue with what yeah. you were saying, yeah. but. And, you know, being a driven woman, being a person in, you know, my community that gives back and does stuff, it was this shame, you know, and you don't have to hit rock bottom to want to quit. I, you know, I thought that's what people, what happened? Did yeah, you do yeah. something? Did, you know, all of this, I thought. Mm-hmm. And once I, and, and you know, I, I, I am saying this because I don't want people to feel ashamed that if you do black out, it's a common thing. And yeah. I would black out and take, have pictures of that. I would take going, I don't, well, I don't, I can't, re I don't remember that. This is scary. Yeah. And Alzheimer's and what it was doing to my brain. And I finally, when somebody, when I read this naked mind by yeah. Annie Grace and I read, let's look at the substance. Yeah. What is this shit? What is yeah. it doing to us? Why? Yeah. It's not, why does it have to be this group of people is powerless over it and these few are not? Bullshit. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it, 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 it's, it's this old phenomenon that's not working anymore. Yeah. Now yeah. it works for some and, and go with what works for you. I'm totally saying that. I just want to be uh, like a megaphone for people saying there's other ways. You can just quit it to just be healthier. Yeah. There's so many statistics coming out now scientifically about cancer, about Alzheimer's, about depression, anxiety. It was fuel. When I heard you're adding fuel to your anxiety by using, by drinking wine and beer, that was new knowledge. And when you learn new knowledge, that's when you start shifting. But if you don't know these new things, how can you change your mindset? That's right. That's right. That's right. So then you end up Quitting. When when was this? How long ago was this you quit? Uh twelve twenty eight nineteen. So So right um, before the pandemic. Yes. Right? Interesting. Yes, yes. And I, I I think I think of that weekly. I do mm -hmm. about like what, what would have happened if if I didn't because yeah. I dove right into all my own self care. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, it it took um, you know, forgetting us my son's basketball game to, you know, coming face to face with things that were happening more often. Um, and then a friend's diagnosis with cancer 
mm. really um, made me go, wake up, Kara, you're a grown yeah. ass adult. You can make decisions on your own. And if you want to do this, it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks. It doesn't matter what your husband think. my husband thought, my kids, anybody. I'm the only person that can do this. And I'm, right. I'm living with myself and my brain. Right. Nobody right. knows, right? Right. Nobody else knows what I'm saying to myself. And that's scary because we can change that. Yeah. Yeah. So you said memory. So that was the inciting event for you is like forgetting something important and then learning about your friend's cancer and just kind of the impact. Yeah. And yeah. just feeling like crap. Yeah. And being like, and all these medications, right? Like I was on different antidepressants and of course you're not supposed to drink with them. Sure. Sure. Knock, knock, putting it, <laughs> you know, and, and that was like, okay, once I stopped and, and we'll, we'll talk about that, but feeling better and going, do I need this stuff? Yeah. And wow, alcohol maybe was the biggest elephant in the room Yeah, that it, that could eliminate a lot of these things that I was taking. Yeah. And uh, so that date, what made you choose that date specifically? 12-28, December 28th, 19th. I, my husband and the boys were gone snowmobiling. I was home alone. Mm. I think that kind of helped to just be in the quiet and sure. Christmas was done. And um, I Googled, can you quit drinking without having a problem. Mm. Are there successful women that don't drink? I was Googling that shit. Yeah. Crying, going, this is insane. Why am I Googling this? You know, like, do I have a problem? I mean, it, it's, it's sad how, how hidden those searches were, you know, and how embarrassed I was about them. And then I found a YouTube video and I, I'll look for it here, but it was a, a reporter Mm. And she shared her story and it was on. Yeah. I think I know who this is. Um, she had a book too. Yeah. I know exactly. I'll think of it here in a second, but yes, I know who it is. Mm-hmm. She's a major news reporter. Yes. 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 Okay. Top to tip of my tongue. We'll put it in the show notes if I can figure it out. And I'll we'll link to the YouTube. Yes. You guys, yeah. you got to see it. And, and you can watch clips of it or the whole thing. But I, I saw her in me. Because we, we, we put this, we're, we're terrible humans by putting a label on the alcoholic that's sitting in on the curb with a brown paper bag. Sure. Yeah. And you yeah. don't have to be, right? Or functioning versus the non-functioning or mm-hmm. whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So anyway, seeing her and, and like, just like her angst and her, you know, nervousness, she always said she had to have a, I think a glass of sip of wine before she even went on air. Oh, wow. You know, and and hiding it and and like doing things like that, I thought, wow, this is something more to look into. Yeah. So that was the start of it, and then this naked mind reading that book, the Audible. I I listened to it mm-hmm. within a day. I mm-hmm. had my earbuds in, and I cleaned and I cleaned up Christmas stuff. And like the day before, I was just listening all day mm. before the twenty eighth. And then I thought, I think I. Yeah, I, I really, it, it gave me that much power Yeah, to say I can do this, you know, and hearing other people's stories. And I was literally tuned into something alcohol free, quit lit yeah. for quite yeah. a long time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you've got, so at that time, you've got two boys. I know this about you. You've got two boys. Um, at that time, they were like high school, first year of college, maybe, or like, where were the, where were they at timeline? Yeah, probably first, second year college, third year college maybe. And yeah, they're five years apart. So they're 24 and 19 now. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So middle of college and then in high school. So when they came back from from their snowbilling trip, snowbilling trip, 
did you say anything? How did you, how did you like, do, how did you approach this with them? What was your oh boy, living conversation? With boys. Living did you with have one? Boys. <laughs> yeah. Here's me, this feely, you know, lovey feely person who likes to share emotions. And I live with boys that don't, although one boy does. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I text them that oh. day. And I said, I really, I just text them my whole thoughts and feelings and I didn't get any text back. And I called my husband. I'm like, seriously, you guys, I just bared my all. That's right. And they're like, it's okay. Like, okay. I really think they, I thought of it more of an issue than my boys did. Sure. Although my husband knew I was struggling and doing different things and just, you know, like he yeah. knew it wasn't the best person I wanted to be when I drank. Um, so that kind of was different. Like, okay, where is the support going to come from? It yeah. kind of, it kind of deflated my balloon. Absolutely. And that's hard. Cause I feel like when you do something like that and you're, and you kind of get this look like why, or what are you doing that for? Or that's kind of silly. Like, I mean, I've gotten those reactions. Like that's, wow. That like, have fun with that. Like, you know, kind of <laughs> yeah. reaction. Yeah. And you're like, okay, so yeah. So finding your people and finding people to connect yeah. with, I think has been huge. Uh, I know in my own, my own journey. So how did you go about finding, like, what was the reaction? Yeah. Did you have, you know, your friends in town and, mm-hmm. and people that you've worked with and that have been used to you having these parties and mm-hmm. having events and alcohol is a big part of this. Now, what's your approach and how do you handle that at that right. point? Right. And I, and I, I, I share that not to be my, my, they are my number one supporters now. Absolutely. We talk about things. We discuss it more. I mean, can you imagine getting a group text? Yeah. <laughs> a snowmobile trip going, what's, go- what's going on with Mom's mom? lost it. <laughs> <laughs> so we talked after and they're like, okay. And, you know, it, it opened up conversations. Like, did you ever think this of me? Or, you know, like I had to ask some hard questions. And sure. I, I think I, I am so happy with my my friends and, and the people we hang out with. Um, what's funny is, and I want to say this because, you know, there's always, oh, that birthday or that trip you're going to wait sure. to to quit or sure. holiday. You, I knew I was going to Nashville in March mm-hmm. and it was actually the day COVID came out. We oh, left. Sure. Yeah. So I knew I was going to Nashville and that was really, am I crazy for doing this before a trip like that, that we're going to go party all, all weekend? And I flipped it. I said, you know what? That's one heck of a challenge. Yeah, it is. And yeah. I want, and I want to see if I can do this. So I told people, I think when you, when you talk to people, my husband, I'm like, I, you know, when we go, I want to have a drink in my hand, water, just you know, keep me, keep them coming. Um, but finding my people, I joined, you know, some Facebook groups. I followed some hashtags, alcohol free, um, you know, um, alcohol free lifestyle, this naked mind, things like that. I found people that were actually doing this. And, and again, when you follow things, that's all you see. When you start right. following new things and new ways of life and new people, imagine how you can shift your own, yeah. you know, what you're seeing every day in your scroll. <laughs> let's, yeah. let's talk about that. You know, so I switched, I unfollowed some things. I started following new things and just listened, found and I reached out just like I reached out to you. Yeah. I reached out to Jen actually, cause she's just a friend of a friend that that's yeah. how I met Jen and I knew she was alcohol free and I bit the bullet and I reached out and I'm like, Hey, I am too. Or, <laughs> yeah. you know, 
myself. That's important. I think it's when we try and do this alone and sit alone in it, it feels really hard and it feels really um, like you're the kind of the the oddball and the whole group. And if you and if you reach out, all of a sudden you start to realize it's like the red car. You buy a red car, you see red cars everywhere. All of a sudden now you're paying attention to it and you notice somebody else that doesn't drink. And you're like, you're someplace and someone else grabbed water. And it's like, okay, I am not the only one. Or it is reaching out and having those conversations and trying to make connections. And then you don't feel so lonely. And I think that's probably one of the hardest things initially for me was feeling I was going to be completely ostracized and completely like just on my own. And I think I was for a little while, but I think because I kept it inside probably too long. Um, and when I shared that I was going alcohol free, it was like, oh, part of this 90 day challenge I was doing rather than this longer. You know, and at the time, I don't know what if I thought about anything longer than 90 days. Right, right. But when you stopped, were you thinking forever? Were you thinking, I'm going to, you know, see how this feels, try it on? Like, what was your mindset at that point? Or were you like, you know what, I know enough about this. Mm-hmm. And what it's doing to my body, I'm done with it. Like, what was your intention at that point? Well, after crying for a couple of days, yeah, it happens, you guys. Like, seriously, it's it's like your best friend. It's your confidant. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> it's um, sad to say that something like that has a grip on you, mm-hmm. you know? And I think I just... I heard a really good thing that said, you don't have to say never, ever, forever. Yeah. Because that's a lot of pressure. It is. Oh my gosh. You know, like, why do we do that? (laughs) So I learned to be kinder to myself and more gentle. And throughout the process of doing coaching certification, that took six months of weekly Zooms, a core group of people that were going for alcohol-free coaching. Mm-hmm. I did that last in 2022. Okay. So that was a six month. So that was a great group of people. But I think I just said, you know, for now I'm not enjoying it and it doesn't add anything to my life. True. Right. Yeah. Um, and I'm just saying I'm not doing it right now. Yeah. You know? and, and, and it is true for some people. I have coached people and they are great with saying, they're just, they have better control of what they want to do with it. And they've taken a break and they know they can take a break. Mm-hmm. And if they choose to do it every so often, they, some people can do that. I'm an all in or, I'm an all or nothing gal. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Balls to the wall. Like I, That's right. I did drinking too well. I just yeah. Yeah. Know, kind of jokingly, like we have to keep this light and, and, and open to talk about, especially with women who, you know, and then the empty nest thing was another thing I was thinking yeah. of actually when I quit because we were, we, we were, we're empty nesters this year. Yeah. And that was going through my head. What are we going to do on the weekends? What am I going to do with my time? That's right. I don't want to be sleeping in in the mornings. I mean, what's it like to get up in the morning and walk? I'm like, could that be me? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> could I be that person? Look, you know, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was going to ask you though, like, what are some of the changes you noticed right away about yourself when you stopped? Like, I don't know if it took like, you know, a couple of weeks to a couple of months, but what are some things that you started to notice maybe immediately as well as over time mm-hmm. about yourself? Sleeping was, took a little bit uh, longer to sleep throughout the night, but that, mm-hmm. that, the I was getting better sleep. You know, and, and the, the not waking up at three, I was like, wow, this is cool. (laughs) Yeah. Sleep. Um, I think it just empowered the crap out of me. 
it, yeah. it empowered me in in no way any personal development book has ever done because I was doing something I've been saying to myself, I've wanted to do for how long? I don't know how long I've wanted to quit quite some time. You know, so when you're telling yourself that you should do something, you you start being like, well, you go about your job, you do your job, you're doing that well. But then the end of the day, you're like, but I still didn't do that thing. I still had that glass of wine at the end of the day, you know, so that beating up all the time. Yeah, the shame, constant shame cycle. Yeah. When that stopped, I think everything just kind of like working out, you know, doing things for my body and, and really taking the time to go, does my body like this? Does it not? Even with food, like just taking the time to go, what does Kara like? Yeah without booze yeah even people even things even like like coloring I I started the creativity blossomed I love it Mm -hmm. yes I totally get that you know what's funny is um I almost likened drinking to being on the pill because I felt like the pill I went off of it after our last child was born but up until then it was like those you couldn't I didn't really feel a whole lot like I just kind of just going through knife numb and then I realized the alcohol on top of that was like, a, you know, it's like an enhancer of that feeling or lack of feeling. I don't know. <clears throat> and so when I stopped, for me, I feel like all of a sudden those things that were already in me mm-hmm. finally were able to show up because I could feel things. I could see things. I could be clear about things. And I it sounds like kind of the same thing. It just was like, oh, it's like a veil's been lifted you know, the, the, the glasses, like you had dark sunglasses on now they're yeah. clear, like just all those things for me seemed to happen. And it wasn't necessarily for me right away. I think I was getting over some of those things too, like the shame cycle, figuring out, okay, how do I show up at this event without a cocktail? I think I was worried about a lot of those things. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after my 90 days, it was like, oh, I'm just now starting to feel the yeah. physical and all of those other things started to kick in and the creativity and whatnot. So yeah. I totally get that. Yeah. It wasn't, um, I would say 90, yeah, 90 days for sure. Cause it's, it, it, it's like relearning Yeah, every, everything that you do with alcohol without it. So it takes time. It yeah. just takes time. So that awkward feeling going to an event. Yeah, exactly. Like I remember being really nervous about that kind of stuff, but the more I did the Mel Robbins five four three two one, sure, just do it. When yep. I'd reach out to people, if I'd go to an event, I, I, five four three two one, walk in by yourself, just do it. You know that really helped me become more confident and and showed up, showing up for myself. And a lot of it is just your emotions. Like I, the crying, like I didn't have my emotions show up much after I quit drinking. Yeah, feels came back. The, yep. the, you know, the emotions and that's good. Oh my yeah. gosh. It's good to cry. It's good yeah. to laugh. Like, I don't yeah. know, even the last time I had really, truly laughed, deep I belly know. laugh. Right. Yeah. 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 That's huge. And that's exactly it. It's like, okay, what are the things I do want in my life? So what have you found now that you're doing like to enhance and add more things to your life, to make that more vibrant, to make it more joyful, you know, uh, peaceful and less anxiety, like all those things. Yeah. Are you finding you're doing other things now that you never have done before? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So I also learned in the process that I'm a highly sensitive person. So, okay. and I read the book, um, by Elaine Aaron called the highly sensitive person. Okay. So again, learning more about why I feel like this, what is, what is this feeling and, and how do not react so much maybe when I have these feelings or learning to like 
not say yes right away to things, you know, giving things 24 hours. Um, so I love hiking outside. I get up at 530. Um, oh I love coffee with my time in the morning. Um, we've gone on vacations and it is just walking and hiking and looking at things in nature and not having things to do. Um, I have a infrared sauna I love. And I all winter I've gone outside and had that thermoculture. So jealous. <laughs> I love that. I yeah. love that. Yeah. It's on the list. It's on the list of things we have to buy at yes, the house. Yes. But. And then like last year, I'm like, I wanted to, you know, add more play. Like, what am I doing for fun? Like, yes. we don't have to act like we're middle-aged. <laughs> so I love the heat and I love the summer, but I don't have any water close by. So I got a above ground 15 foot, four foot pool. You that, did? Yes. Last Yay. year. So I floated a lot and I invited friends to come float with me and just hang. And it was the best time. It sounds so silly, but I need time in nature and, and, and the quiet time. So I'm yeah. one that likes a lot of people, but then sometimes that drains me. So the next day I need to kind of resort sure. back. Sure. Journaling, um, just really reaching out to people and new people and, and then starting great conversations too. I, mm-hmm. I, I, I say that's part of my day is finding new friends and yeah, collaborating with those that want to do some similar things too. I love that. I love that. And I think that's um, something that we can kind of get in these routines of just doing the same thing over and over, right? We kind of get into this rut. And then when we go outside of that and we'd find things that really bring us major joy and laughter and whatnot, um, it's almost, it's almost, that's almost addicting in itself, but that's a good type of addiction. Like those are the things we're supposed to have in life. Those are the things we're supposed to be doing. Um, I've got a great friend that she talks about, um, how does she put it? She puts it as, um, she calls it like juicy, making things juicy or like just, you know, it's drinking water out of a wine glass oh, rather yeah. than a regular glass. Like how can you level up all the things we're doing on a daily basis? And it sounds yeah. like that's something that you've been able to to see yourself doing. Um, yeah. I love the hiking and being outside. Is there a, do you guys have a hiking close to where oh, you're at? We have a beautiful park called Ramsey oh, Park in Redwood Falls. That's that awesome. People really need to come. Beautiful falls. Um <sighs> golf course there as well. It's, it's gorgeous. So in finding little nooks and crannies around our community or County that have parks to go to, like there's things right here in nature that, that you can go observe and, and take advantage of like yeah. teas. And yeah, I, I really got into finding some like tonics and things like that, just to, to drink that are different, kept all my wine glasses definitely, yep. because yes, it is about not what's in it, but the, it's that pretty glass. It's, yeah. it's all the fun part and you can still have that. It doesn't matter what's in your glass. Yeah. It's just like, it's the leveling up of everything. Like it's the, you know, why are we saving our China for a Christmas? Like why not eat on the yeah. China? Yeah. Yeah. Um, have there been any major ahas when you, since you've stopped drinking, has there been anything that's yeah. really kind of something that took you by surprise? That was like, I can't believe I get to feel this way or have this or whatever since I stopped. Is there anything that's come up for you? A lot. Um, I would say the friends, the new friends and that being middle-aged and making friends more important. And, and it, it's not about how many, but I think having the go-tos to, to talk about real life and, and mm-hmm. to be able to like how we talk, you know, like yeah. that's so important. And, um, my creativity, I would say, is the thing that I didn't realize 
was being so hindered. Like I was safe, right? I was being so safe about things and I've got lots of things I want to do. I want to, you know, with our little event center and giving people that nice time to have at our place and and gifting them that. And I like creativity. I like things to be pretty. And, And that's, I'm embracing those things about me because I know I can then give that to somebody somehow. Sure. And I call it following the crumbs, right? Like finding things like, gosh, that would be interesting. Maybe I should try that. And I'm just doing it. Yeah. And I, it doesn't matter about a business plan or, you know, if you can do things cheap, try things out that you're liking and try it with a core group of people and be like, Hey, I'm thinking about doing this either coaching thing or painting thing or this, whatever. And I really want women to be like, try it, do it. You know, there's so much that you can do with your life that you can enjoy it at the same time as living it. Yeah. So I think the creativity for sure. And, and I like to speak, I've been speaking in uh, for a few groups of people too. That's fun. That is fun. Do you have a fear factor or you just do it anyway? Mm. I think there's because a that's sometimes really hard for people. They like I have a fear and I can't get past the fear, so I'm not going to do it. Do you have the fear and still do it anyway? I think so. Yeah. I think so. I've I've learned to listen to my gut again, but with the highly sensitive, you know, like when's the last mm-hmm. time you truly listen to your gut and not like like for instance, a tip would be at a restaurant. You know how sometimes you're like, what are you ordering? What are you ordering? And mm-hmm. you know in your gut like what you really want. Start with that. Just start ordering whatever you what comes to your gut, not worrying about what everybody else says. If you like, I've seen a cool park. I've stopped and I went, did a swing, like oh. silly stuff to just take action yeah. and, and practice that. I'm going to do this anyway, because I think it sounds cool and it feels like it would be fun and it's healthy yeah. and whatever. Diving in a freezing cold lake. I'm serious. Like little things just yeah. kind of. I was doing the last three years just to build me up to the saying I can trust myself more because I did, you know, the alcohol free thing. I think that builds upon the strength to say you can do things. So Mm -hmm. I think knowing and just trying things and having one person say thanks or this helped that truly inspires me to keep going too. To keep going and doing it. Yeah. So this leads you to, so you, you know, you read these books, you're reading these books, The Naked Mind, you're listening to other things, doing this deep dive into the alcohol-free life. What pushed you to become the coach versus just living the life of alcohol-free? Right. I think in my, yeah, I think in my career with direct sales, I've always been coaching women for their businesses. Right. Sure. And I go, I'm, very authentic. So I talk with teammates about life, you know, you get Mm -hmm. to know them. They're your besties for quite some time. Some can be. Um, and I thought, well, how can I go deeper with people and, and help them? And if I felt so alone, um, and ashamed and that I was the only one, I just felt for people like if they're the, I don't want them to feel like that. So the, the, the coaching has always been in my head, um, and then they had the program that that we could do, and I liked the philosophy of this naked mind, and I thought, well, that's who I would I would want to kind of piggyback on and do it sure. with. So, sure. um, and and having you know different sources of income is very smart. Yeah, <laughs> right, exactly. And yeah. I thought, well, this might be a thing that I could do, and I enjoy it. And you know what? After I did my practice coaching with people it fills me up. My Mm -hmm. rest of my day, I'm on cloud nine. So 
I am now taking note of those things. Like what fuels me, what gives me joy in a, and I, that sounds selfish, but yet I know it's helping other people too. We Absolutely. have to like what we do. I just love that you were able to find this through something that was really hard for you. Like going through this alcohol-free journey and and coming, going through this personal change for yourself and then being able to turn around and help other people kind of reach back and, and uh, show them, show them the way. I love that. You don't have to stay with what you're doing, you know, That's like right. you're learning these blocks as you go yeah. and, and not being so controlling tight over this is my business plan. I'm letting that go in a way, you know, right. like, I mean, I know my coaching is there, but I do think collaborating and bringing retreats together, it's happening. It's yeah. just, on my time, right? Yeah, I love it. Well, yeah. that's the thing too, is I think back, I don't know, being it's the Gen Xers and us, but um, that we went to school, let's say you went to school for nursing, right? Well, then I got to be a nurse the rest of my life. Like, you know, there's that whole mindset I think that we've had to get out of that we are, and I think people have, I don't think that people have, I think we're, we're the generation that's starting to, to bucket a little bit. I think it's our parents that were like, okay, I have to do the thing I went to school with the rest of my life and that's all I do. But I think if we're continually growing and shifting and changing, then that's going to change our interests. We're going to change, you know, the, the the landscape of ourselves, and then that opens up um, all these other possibilities for ourselves. Like doing what you love and trying to maybe make a business out of it. I don't know, but um, a great friend of mine we we just met through a leadership program, and we are we both love the sauna and we like the cold plunge with it idea. And we don't have that down in our yeah. town, yeah. our area. Yeah. It's two hours away that you could go do that. So we actually are having an event this weekend. We rented a wood burning sauna with cold plunge and we're, I'm having awesome. events here this weekend for people to, in my area to come experience it. Again, we don't know what to expect. We are really just trying and creating experiences, something that we love to do. Sure. So why not? Yeah. And kind of doing a questionnaire with people. Yeah. We're not diving into doing that business right now, but we're thinking about it. Sure. And this is a fun part to do it. So when I say collaborate, so it goes with health, wellness, everything. Yeah. Big yeah. time. Yeah. So, you know, having our own mobile sauna for other people to use. That's yeah. what we're thinking. You know, so again, it doesn't have to be your all, right? That's you right. can have multiple things exactly. and be like, okay, today I'm kind of feeling I want to work on this. Tomorrow I'll work on this. Mm -hmm. I love that. Yeah. And that's never been me. I've been a one-minded person. And now I'm like, hey, this is fun. I need this to fill my creativity and to be a better person, yeah. to just kind of do it all. Yeah. And it's okay. I'm, you're not crazy if you want to do a bunch of things. That's good. <laughs> that's, right. that's right. Well, yeah. I find that as a multi-passionate person, um, I think you are, we discussed this before. Yeah. Is, we're both um, into human design and we're both manifesting generators. And then we tend yeah. to just follow our passion and that changes. And it, to the outside person, it can look like we're fickle or, you know, we're, you know, we're flaky or whatever you want to call it. But it's just, we go where, where our heart is leading us. And I think that's, a kind of okay way to live. Honestly, I'm kind of yeah. cool with it. So um, yeah. it maybe look differently from people on the outside, but I think that's a way that you can go through life and get the joy that you need. And then after a while, maybe that doesn't bring you joy anymore and you shift and that's okay. Like there's nothing wrong with you. That's not, um, you're not quitting on anything. It's just the fact that you've changed, your interests have changed and that's, you're following what you're passionate about. And that's really cool. I love that. That's so fun. Now, has health and wellness been something you've been like in your life the whole time? Or is this something that's come later in life as you've gotten older or whether it's midlife? I don't know, quitting alcohol. Did this 
I've always kind of been, you know, keen to, you know, what's good to eat and things like that, I guess, but more so probably after alcohol free, yeah, more like your mindset. Um, I've always read personal development books since I started because again, when I got into direct sales, not many people were doing it. Yep. And I'm like, if I'm going to do this, I want to see how to do it the best sure. or, or how to make the best of it. Just dive in a little bit deeper yeah. <laughs> to, yeah. to what you want to do. Yeah. And so as you got, as you, you know, got into a more alcohol-free um, mm-hmm. lifestyle, um, have the personal development books changed for you then? Since I was yeah. it mostly alcohol, like they, they said, quit lit, things like that. But who right. else do you gravitate towards or books have you gravitated towards that you really love? Oh, I love the glucose goddess. Okay. Yep. About sugar. Cause yep. again, after yep. you quit drinking, you might like sugar a little bit more. And that happened to me. But at that point, I'm like, I'm going through the alcohol free thing first. I am liking sugar more or using it more. And sure. I need to. So then I just peeled back the onion and I'm like, when I'm ready, I'll deal with that. So um, I love um, how to do the work yes, by yes. Dr. Nicole LaPera. Yep. I just discovered the perfectionist guide to losing control. Hmm. I this is awesome okay. because I believe by Catherine Morgan Schaffler, Schaffler, okay, um, and Huberman Lab, and you know, once you start researching and diving in, it's like, wow, this stuff is interesting. Yeah, um, I do need to cut back a little bit. <laughs> I know. Like, too much knowledge, and then I'm like, okay, I'm confused as to where, like, what am I doing? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a balance with that as well. Yeah. Yeah. And then tell me about, cause you're in midlife timeframe. Um, do you feel like alcohol free helped you with menopause? Are, are you going through menopause at all? Are you, what's your situation well, that, with menopause? That's the other thing that yeah. Did, yeah, done two years already. So you haven't had a period in two years, no cycles mm-hmm. too. Okay. So that's, mm-hmm. you're kind of in the same ballpark. I am. I'm about three years. Um, so, so I dove into that too, big time. Yeah. What has midlife or menopause like um, again, same time frame as quitting alcohol. Um, how has that impacted your life with menopause? Have you done, you know, hormones or what have you done to help yourself? Has there been right. a kind of a journey there at all? Yeah. Yeah. Um, you are not broken, um, by Dr. Kelly Casperson. Yeah. She's a great podcaster and she's got a book. I started to follow her and other people because again, what is, you know, what we've been told about hormones is our parent, our moms, it was diff is different yeah, now. Yeah. You know, so I think the anxiety and the depression and my forgetfulness that was all happening. I think five years even before. Totally. Told. I mean, your perimenopause is totally. ten years. I yeah, think it's stupid. Depression, anxiety. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is overwhelmingly hormones as well. Yeah, so yeah, I found a, a, a hormone specialist in the. Edina area and had my hormones checked and I have I had no no estrogen when I went in mm. and I'm like wow so yeah. doing doing things like that vitamins healthy things like that um, I think I'm pretty good yeah um, my hot flashes are little to none and mm. um, vitamin C magnesium um, vitamin D lots of yeah. just healthy things fish oil just there's so many things oh. that we yeah. can take we can take to make ourselves feel better that we ingest that it's pretty interesting. <laughs> I, I think about because I you know basically went alcohol free in 2018 and you know I've dabbled here and there. I haven't been completely alcohol free, but I've been. I mean, I couldn't tell you the last time I've had one. Um, and I cannot imagine 
going through menopause, already having all the symptoms I had, anxiety, the mood swings, all that, and then throwing alcohol on top of it. Like, I feel like that's the number one. If you're going to go through menopause and things are happening by pulling alcohol or at least pulling way back on it will make all of that so much easier and better. But I can't yeah. imagine compounding my symptoms with all that. I would have, I think I would have lost my mind. Right. And I think I was at the time now that I think about it, mm-hmm. if I was going through that, because yeah. it was not very long after. Yeah. I'm like, I quit drinking and now I don't have, what's up with that? I know. I know. Like, I'm not getting it now every three months. Like, I took a pregnancy test. I'm like, what's going on? Just in case. Like, oh, <laughs> no, there's really probably no way it could have happened. But yeah, I'm like, is this truly what I'm going through? Yeah. You know, because I didn't have, yeah. So, but do get your hormones tested yes. even if you're not four there because yes. this is the time you need it. You don't need to go through the hot flashes. You right. shouldn't have memory loss. We are born with hormones, peeps. We need to die with them. Guys do. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Like, think about it. They're not bad for you. You need to talk yes. to somebody. I know. For sure. I think that stigma has definitely, um, It's. I think it's gone. It's going away, at least with our, yeah. our generation. You know, I think about um, just all the things prior to it happening. And I wish I would have known then, like you said, to go get tested then. And that's something that's, I don't know why this is so hard is why we're not talked about. Like, that's not a thing that we talk about. I I went to a naturopath for a while. Like I was having one really light cycle and then really super heavy the next time. And they were kind of close together. And then I'd have a far apart one. And I'm like, I don't know what's going on. And, And granted she was younger, but not once did we talk about you might be in perimenopause. It just seems like it wasn't even a thought yet. And I don't know what people just assume it's you're older. I don't know, but the perimenopause stage is actually seven to 10 years. Like it's, yeah. it's free. And you're thinking, geez, Louise, I just had, it means I had a kid. And then I'm like, you know, next thing you know, you're yeah. a couple of years later, you're heading into the menopause situation, the perimenopause. It's so crazy. And it's, it is, it, it is like heart palpitations, heart conditions, Cardiac arrest, you guys, if you don't have estrogen yeah, and your joints, joints. can be really bad, yeah. painful. Um, oh my gosh. There's so many bad. I mean, the workforce of women after menopause decreases immensely. Yeah. That's a problem, people. Like yep. you're not supposed to live like that. That's and right. some people are like, oh, my mom never went through menopause. She didn't have hot flashes. It's not just that That's right. at all, That's right. at all, at all, at all. Yeah. And so, I've heard so many stories about people getting divorced during during this time because it's so volatile and all the emotions are everywhere. Mm-hmm. It's not good. It's not good for relationships either. So it's it's really hard. And I can't imagine being on the other side of that for men to kind of like, what the hell? I don't know who I'm going to get today. Like, am I going to get happy, Hallie, or the crazy? Like, I, I don't know either. Let me know yeah. if, if I know who shows up. But I just yeah. I think it's important that we address that. And I'm. I was just curious about your own psych, you know, your own journey. I'm glad a you bit. brought it up because I'm like, are we going to talk about yeah, that? Yeah, I know. That's I just it's a big, it's a big, big part big, of big. our lives right now, and it's going to be for just a little while yet. You know, it doesn't even because we're no longer having our period. Uh, you still are going through stuff. I don't know how you know it can still last years from now too. The symptoms and whatnot. So, um, I just was curious of of your own journey and how it's there impacted is a you. Web, there is a website you can go to um, to find a hormone specialist. It's mm. the national, we'll find it national yeah. hormone something so that you can find in your area, you know, there's these med spas, be careful of them because those are more like, eh. so research the doctor yeah. you're talking to, um, find out what their story is 
and I guess that's the yeah. of the two. Like yeah. get a yeah. get a legit when that's mm-hmm. um you know not the not the um drive through hormone right. right kind of situation. Right. Yeah, I get right. that. Um yeah. and as far as so you mentioned too that you're now an empty nester. So what's life been like since then? Yeah. Have you felt like freedom? Does it feel sad? Like what was your transition to all that? Oh, good. I, I think our the one who just left is only about 45 minutes from okay. us where he goes to school, which makes a lot of, it, it's nice. Very nice to be able to come visit him or he comes back. And yeah. uh, my other son is five hours away. I, we, I'm enjoying it. I think it's great. It's time for me. Um, it's time to do more fun things. And, and this is just the beginning. That's yeah. how I feel. Yeah. Um, I'm learning to do my own things with my friends and my desires and things and not telling, you know, leaning on my husband to provide that for me because it's like, if he doesn't want to go hike, I need to do that for myself. Yeah. You know, so this relying on each other, we're great friends and I, I love that, but letting him go do his thing, me do mine. And then we come together and enjoy each other even more because we're both filling, fulfilling what we love to do and with our certain friends. And I think when you get older, that's so important, but you still need the relationship together as well. So yeah. it's, it's fun. It's fun to talk about this. He kind of goes nuts with my crazy brain of ideas, <laughs> but <laughs> he's learning. He's like, okay, little overload today. Yeah. <laughs> like, sorry, sorry. I'll go talk to some new friends that's about right. what I'm thinking instead of you. <laughs> I know. Super supportive though. Yeah. Love the guy. Yeah. We've been married for 26 years. So, and dated in high school. Holy cow. Yeah. So long time. That's so funny. Well, I know yeah. I totally can relate to that. My husband's like, I don't know what you're talking about. I have no clue. Like, okay. Well, I'll, I'll talk to somebody else. Hold on. Well, my daughter is kind of in the same boat. She's like, she kind of has the same mindset a little bit. So I tend to call her or other friends in the, in the, um, wellness space a little bit to, to explore. But And the last thing too, is just like showing, you know, showing my boys that yeah. you can recreate yourself. You can reinvent yourself. You can try things. Um, to go for their dreams and their, and they can always go back to an eight to five if they do want to do an entrepreneurial sure. thing to not live in that safe spot because go, go have fun, go create it yeah. yourself. So I think I doing that is, is fun as well. Yeah. You're showing them you're the role model, you know, for them. And I think we, we've been a role model for our kids forever. And that's what mm-hmm. inspires me a lot of times to do something, even though maybe it's scary I use yeah. my, okay, I'm showing my, my kids, like, this is, it's tough. Things are hard to do sometimes mm-hmm. to get going, but this is the thing that will get me to where I want to go. I have to do it. I have to do it anyway. And then they see you, you know, pursue something and they see you struggle through it or see you have successes, right. whatever. It's still right. all there mm-hmm. for them to be um, a lesson, you know? And I look yeah. at, I look at that as part of the whole reason I'm doing it too, not just for myself, mm-hmm. but for them. I just want them to see a life that's fulfilled and yeah. pursuing a, a love of, you know, a love of life. And mm-hmm. I think that you, obviously you're doing that for your own kids. And I love that you're doing all the sauna stuff and I love that you're doing the events. Mm-hmm. I mean, just long your hands, have your hands in a lot of things. I think it's awesome. Yeah. Good for yeah. you. I hope it empowers other people to yeah. try different things and, you know, and, and it slow down to speed up yeah. has been something I say to myself, like, I don't need this, the results to be this or that, or if it's not have this many people, or if I don't have this many clients, I'm, I, you know, I get in my head still yeah. about, is this what I should be doing? It's like, no, why are you doing this? That's right. And it's just like when I started my podcast, I love podcasts. I think it's a great way to try to get off social media, but yet get your message across. That's right. Try it, do it, 
you know, and don't put your pressure on yourself so much for the the results because the results you should feel. That's right. You should feel the results first. And yes, that can give you that. It's going to take you so many places, enjoying what you do and just being passionate about it will take you further than any business plan, marketing plan, how many social media posts, nothing doing it because you absolutely love it. Yeah. It'll take you so much further than I think. Yeah. Detaching from the outcome. Like it's regardless of what happens, you're doing it because you love it. I don't care how many followers I get out of it. I don't care how many listeners I get from it. And that's kind of how I approach my own podcast. It's like, I'm doing this because it's a creative outlet. Mm-hmm. I get to have conversations with awesome people that I love. Um, yep. I get to hear people's stories. I get to share your stories. I mean, I feel like I'm just kind of the conduit here. I'm just trying to help share people's stories that have, um, you know, either an inspiring twist or it's helpful or, you know, um, just something that's obviously exemplifying an odd life, which I call weight well yes. empowered. And I think that that's, um, that's just all I look for. That's it. I mean, like I, I'm looking for more of my own joy out of the whole thing. And so right. everything else is just, you know, icing on the cake. So oh, I totally get I it. love that. I love your podcast. That's why oh, I reached out. I'm just like, you. Nah, you just, we're, we're the same yeah. person doing the same thing. Yeah. And why not support each other? And- That's right. As well. And then I want to just finish up with one last thing. Like I always ask everybody, um, what is one thing right now that's making you feel awake, well, and empowered? Making you feel odd? I think continuing down my journey of saying yes and my gut um, and being clear, being alcohol free, allowing myself the, the joy life has to offer by going for things, mm-hmm. you know, meeting new people like you yeah. and yeah. Um, finding out how we can support each other and help each other out. I think that that's always been a drive of mine as well. Mm-hmm. So I want to take that further as well. And yeah. Yeah. I love it. So. I love it. So where can people find you? Where, where can they go? Where do you hang out the most? Are you yeah. active on social? Like, do you have a website? Tell us what you've got going on. <laughs> I got a lot going on. So my <laughs> podcast is Coffee with Kara, and my name is C-A-R-A. Okay. Um, I When I became alcohol-free, I started a Facebook group called The Wildflowers Untamed. It's a free group. I just started sharing what I was reading and doing and whatever. It's just a great safe space if there's women that want to learn about becoming alcohol-free or just whatever. So that's there. Okay. Um, caramens.com is my website that hosts, you know, where you can book a call for, for coaching call. Okay. Um, and yeah, Instagram, Kara J men's Facebook, same, um, kind of everywhere. Cause yeah. I think, you know, my audience is different places as well. So sure, I think I that, that. That, that's pretty cool. So I get that. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you again, Kara, for being here with me. I appreciate it so much. I love talking to you. I could do, I could sit here for hours. And Karen, <laughs> I just letting you know, Karen, and I did talk previous to this, and we did talk for hours. So, um, this is like mm-hmm. part two. Um, part and this two. Is mini- this is miniature compared to what we did the other day. So, uh, yeah. but I love it. I love talking. I'm so happy to meet you. I'm so glad yeah. you reached out. Um, thank you, Jen Gilhoy, for being the connector. Exactly. I can't wait to have you on my podcast. Oh, I, my yeah, you bet. You bet. Good. Well, thanks again, and we'll talk to you soon. Okay, bye, Thanks sweetie. so much, Allie. Bye-bye. Thank you again for being here. I am so grateful for your time. And if you liked what you heard, please head to where you listen to podcasts, rate and review so we can be found by other people. Please share on Instagram, your social media channels, wherever else you go so we can reach as many people as possible so they can meet these amazing women and hear these conversations. If you'd like to connect further, you can find me over at my website at halliesawyer.com. Or on Instagram, I'm usually going to be at uh, Hallie underscore Sawyer or The Odd Life, which is this podcast specific Instagram account. 
All right. Have a great day, everyone. And we'll see you soon.